For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined by the one and only McKenna Kelly. I feel like it's been a minute because we took last week off for the holiday. Hope everyone yes. had a great Thanksgiving, but we are back in action. We're excited to talk gymnastics. Today's episode Gotta be honest, it's gonna be a very college gymnastics heavy episode. The elite world is kind of at a, a standstill right now, not a ton happening. So we are gonna talk all about the college world. And we also have a special guest joining us at the end of the episode. Head coach of the Florida Gators, Jenny Rowland, will be joining us to talk all about the upcoming season. So be sure and stick around for that. McKenna, how was your Thanksgiving? Let's catch up first. It was good. Um, I have a split family now, so, and my older sister doesn't live in Houston anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy when we all get together. It's so nice to have, um, especially us sisters back together. It's always a good time. We're so goofy. Um, so it was, it was really good. How was yours? It was good. It's, um, you know, I, I work in football, so right. my holidays are pretty condensed. So I was only home for like 48 hours and Jeez. that included Thanksgiving day. Thank goodness. Right. But I had to leave at like 5 a.m. the morning after. So it just, it, it makes it feel like you can't really relax. Right. But always great to see family. I ate way more than I should have. And <laughs> that's really what it's about, you know? So, Definitely. Uh, it was great. All in all. I realized one thing that I think we should do more of is ask each other questions a little bit more because a lot of people want to know what you're up to and, and kind of everything that you've experienced in gymnastics and things you're doing now. And I, I mean, that's, that's why we're, we're doing this show together. So yeah. I'm going to start asking you a question a week. Oh my gosh. Um, and my question for you this week is what has been the coolest opportunity outside of like a competition hmm. that gymnastics has given you? Yeah. Um, I mean, the CGGI thing, the College Gymnastics Growth Initiative mm -hmm. that I'm a part of now, that has been really cool. I mean, that is a bit gymnastics related, but the sport gave me this opportunity. You know, I wouldn't be able to be an ambassador for it. Um, but it's just cool because it's coming full circle for me. I get to step into a role and, and help gymnasts, um, you know, create a future for themselves and help grow our sport of college gymnastics. It's up and coming. And, um, you know, with, with girls that are really good and we, we've talked about this so many times, you know, the Olympic team is so small and not everyone goes that path. Um, colleges, it's the perfect route for that. Um, you get an education and you get to do your sport at the, at the highest level. So it's, I mean, that's has been that's been really cool for me. I have my first meet actually next week that I'm going to go and kind of have an appearance for and um, represent CGGI. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it'll be fun to be in the gymnastics world in a different way. Um, and this is stupid, but even social media, um, it's given me a platform that I can use my voice for, which has been really yeah. cool just because there's so much negativity that goes on, especially in the Instagram world. There's so many 
body image issues and comparison issues and just a lot of confidence, mental health things. So it's been really cool to use that as a platform and kind of speak my truth and um, share my thoughts and hopefully impact and inspire others. So um, I guess just being able to create a platform um, just from being an athlete has been really cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I feel like, yes, you are given that platform, but you have to take the opportunity and run with it. And I commend you on what you have done with it, because I think a lot of people, you know, that is kind of placed in front of them and they're not entirely sure which direction to go with it and how to kind of utilize it, make it your brand or or use it as your passion project, whatever it is. So I think you're doing a great job with it. Um, Thank you. What about things that you've gotten to do with your mom? Obviously, like she, she was on Dancing with the Stars, like she gets brought in to do a lot of commentary work around the Olympics. Y'all were on the Today Show a few months ago. What's, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do with your mom? Um, probably the coolest is, uh, so she gets invited to the Golden Globes every year and we went with her one time and that was really, really cool. I mean, I saw Zoe Deschanel like right there in front of me, Hayden Panettiere. Um, I think I was so starstruck. It was hard to like figure out who everyone was. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm really on the red carpet right now. It was really, really cool. (laughs) There was an after party and I mean, like all the celebrities were there. It was crazy. How old were you? Yeah, I was young. I'd probably 14, 15. Okay, yeah. She needs to take you now. I know. I know. When I'm older (laughs) and like I know how to talk to adults now. Yeah. And you can go to the after parties. Yeah, I can have a drink. Like it would be (laughs) that's ideal. That would be ideal now. I'm gonna totally. All right. Well, if she takes you, I expect a lot of pictures. No, you know what? You're going to FaceTime me while you're there. I'm going to get to see all of it. I want a full report. No, that's awesome. I think (laughs) that stuff like that are are just so cool. And honestly, like the more you you do them, they seem less cool, but like you got to take moments to appreciate it. You know what I mean? And be like, wait a minute, like that's, that's not your everyday situation. And, And this sport afforded me the opportunity to do things like that. So I think that's really cool. Well, to get into the college world a little bit, like I said, the elite world, not really a ton to talk about. We, McKenna and I were like, hmm, can we talk about anything elite? And other than the video of Simone's double-double at the beach or Michaela Skinner getting married, there's really not a ton to talk about. So right, we're right. just going to talk about the college world today. And the storyline that I am really excited to talk about is the television schedule was released for the broadcast of gymnastics season on ESPN platforms. Now, obviously there are networks out there, the big 10 network, the PAC 12 network that do regional broadcasts. But as far as nationally, ESPN has announced its coverage and it is stepping up the game every single season, which I think is such a good sign for the growth of the sport in general. Obviously, the SEC Network will continue its Friday Night Heights coverage nine consecutive weeks of SEC gymnastics on Friday nights um, on SEC Network, obviously. Now, there will be sprinkled in some other conference matchups, which we have started to do over the past couple of seasons, which I think are great, especially considering the fact that schools like Oklahoma and UCLA have become powerhouses, so they should be broadcasted nationally. Right. There will be some ESPNU matchups. Um, Oklahoma will be in there for that. We will also be broadcasting the Big 12 Gymnastics Championship for the first time. We that always broadcast. Yeah, we always broadcast the SEC Championship, obviously, on SEC Network, but the Big 12 Championship will 
be aired live on ESPNU. So I think there's there's so much growth that we are seeing, even from this standpoint, that more schools are getting brought in, more networks are being brought in. I think that's something that not a lot of people know. So ESPN owns the SEC network, the ACC network, which ACC gymnastics, very few schools in the ACC have a gymnastics team. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that could change because now they have a network that could broadcast the same way SEC is. There's ESPNU, ESPN2, ESPN News, the ESPN app. There are so many platforms for things like this, and they are choosing some of their biggest to broadcast gymnastics on a very regular basis. And I think that's a great sign. And the biggest news coming out of the press release is that the national championship final will be live on ABC. I mean, that's huge. That is so good for the population and the popularity of our sport. I just, that's going to help grow us so much. You know, we're, we're hopefully, I mean, I guess the goal is to like not have us be the one sport that everyone watches just during the Olympics. You know, everyone becomes a gymnastics yeah. fan when the Olympics comes around. So it'll be really cool to see that. I mean, and for gymnasts who um, are in the sport and can't go to the Olympics, you know, is that's not their thing. I mean, this will be great for them to kind of see how it goes down in the college world. So semifinal one for championship weekend will air on ESPN two semifinal two later that night will also air on ESPN two. Typically they split between SEC network, ESPN U there's kind of been some movement right. the past few seasons, but both of the semifinals will be on ESPN two and then the championship final will be on ABC. So with that comes extensive marketing and promotions and this is just great for the growth of the sport, the amount of eyes that it will get, the amount of money that it will generate. Like this is great for the growth, but I want to get it from your perspective. Let's actually go back to when the SEC network began regular broadcasts of regular season meets. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you as an athlete's perspective? There is already so much pressure in meets. Then you throw in live television. How did that affect you guys? You know, we don't, that's something the coaches tend to bring up. That's something the coaches bring up to us, you know, in meetings and that sort of thing. Um, you know, th this will be a live televised um, meet. And I don't, I, personally, that's not something I ever thought about. I never thought about, oh my gosh, this huh. is on TV. No, I mean, you're so focused on trying to do your job and just, I mean, there's so much going on in a meet between the crowd. And especially if it's a home meet, you know, you, you want to stay you want to stay engaged with the crowd and you want to join in all the antics and all the fun. So you're kind of more focused on that and getting your performance done and, and staying involved as a team and the nerves get in the way. You're, you're not thinking about those things. I think if anything, the coaches bring it up because, you know, if you're an animated person and sometimes you say things that aren't necessarily appropriate or say you messed up and, and you might say a cuss word, you know, those are things you don't want to get on live TV. So I guess that's, if anything, why they would, you know, kind of tell us like, hey, this is live because this is something, you you know, you're representing not only yourself, but your school. So do it well, you know, do things well. Um, so honestly, that's not really something I personally thought about that might affect some gymnasts um, who aren't used to that sort of thing. Um I mean, growing up with my mom, we kind of were always around a camera and we were always kind of in the limelight situation. So maybe yeah. it just didn't phase me. Um, but I don't know. I think it depends on the athlete. So the live aspect, I think it's, it, that is always the case in gymnastics. Like you get one shot. So essentially you're used to 
performing under that pressure. So whether the camera is there or not, you know that this is your one opportunity to right. do your job. Right. But I, I feel like it, it, it would certainly be an adjustment. We've even talked about this. I would have a hard time not getting in my head about like, the position of my leotard, if it rides up or if it moves at all, is that on camera? Things like that. How, yeah. how do you get to yourself to a mental point where that stuff doesn't creep in? Um, I guess the, uh, I mean, like beforehand, if I'm not doing, if I'm not performing and the camera is like on me, I'm not worried about what my leotard looks like. If anything, like if I am performing, if I'm on floor, I'm like, oh gosh, hope I don't get a wedgie because I do know this on TV. I guess that's the only thing I could think of. I don't yeah. know. I, I would imagine, and I feel like I can speak for most gymnasts, we're, you're not thinking about the camera. You're really not. You are so, yeah. fo- there's so many other things you have to be worried about and especially your performance. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think that would be the worst thing is getting a wedgie or falling. That sucks too. Um, but I guess you don't think about it until that thing happens until you do get that wedge you're like oh this is on tv or oh I fell and I'm on tv that sort of thing um but I mean of course when you're successful I, I don't think you're really thinking about it too much oh yeah when you're successful you're like freak yeah I'm glad that was on tv <laughs> like yeah that um, was on tv <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad to hear that there's there's no really negative implication that you no. guys feel because I mean listen change is difficult for a lot of people and when we first started this it, there's such a unique relationship between sports and television like regardless of the sport athletes coaches and like producers reporters there has to be trust there and and that is built over time so I remember I was a part of the very first season that SEC Network broadcasted gymnastics. And when we went in there, there were some, I mean, Didi being one of them, Didi was a little, sure. you know, like you guys are protective as you should be uh, of your sport and your program and your athletes. And we had to kind of prove that what we were doing was a good thing. Good of the right. Sport. Right. We are in no way here to like hinder the athletes, hinder the meat. And I think after a couple seasons, everyone bought in. And sure. once you do that and everyone's working together, like if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's part of the reason the sport is growing the way it is. Oh yeah. I, I could see that. I could see how that, how coaches could be leery about that at first. Yeah. I mean a little bit, just because you don't want to uh, subject your athletes to a si- situation that could affect their sport, especially right. in a sport that does require such mental toughness. Like yeah. these girls have to be laser focused. I don't want a microphone under the beam right. so that we can hear their feet when it lands, you know, right. like little right. stuff like that, like yeah. where we put microphones and where we put cameras, like coaches were very picky about stuff like that and, and rightfully so. But I think this schedule release is, is a testament to how far we've come. The fact that both sides of it, the sports, the athletes, the coaches, the schools, have trusted it enough and see the benefit of it to open up their entire season to us and give us access and whatever we need. And also that the executives at a powerhouse like ESPN see such value in a sport like gymnastics, in college gymnastics. We're not talking the Olympics that of course rake in so much money. College gymnastics, like we are seeing these execs buy into this thing and, and those people are needed for it to continue to grow. Yeah, that must be really rewarding to for, for you guys on the TV side of things to see how far it's come. It is. It, it really is. And I think the people that have been involved in it are people who that is their mission. It's not just about producing mm-hmm. good TV so that they can, you know, say job well done. Obviously, that's part of it. We all want to keep our jobs and producing good television is part sure. of that. But 
a lot of these people want to see this sport grow because they know the value that it has and what you guys are doing and how you commit your lives to this sport. It deserves the platform that other sports are getting. So I'm pumped that that we're going to continue to see it on a national level this season in a way that we never have before. More than two dozen meets featuring teams from the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC will be available across ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and SEC Network. That's so cool. Some notable matchups that will be happening and, and airing live Obviously, the typical SEC matchups with just eight SEC teams having teams, pretty much everybody ends up competing against each other, and it airs in some capacity. Alabama-Auburn, LSU-Georgia. The first um, ESPNU meet will be January 11th, and that will be Oklahoma at Arizona State. So we will get a very early look at Oklahoma yeah. uh, to see what they're putting together for this season, as always wanted. And then Tuesday, January 16th on ESPN2, Penn State at Nebraska, which some seasons Nebraska has been a dark horse that we haven't seen all season, but then they show up in the national champion. Right. So that's going to be great to see them early. Oklahoma at Alabama will be be January 17th. You love to see the cross of of conferences. I I love that, especially especially when it is some top notch teams from different conferences, the ones that you do see at the national championship. It's always fun to see, you know, how they perform because you know with SEC schools, when we normally don't see all the other conferences until the national championship. So that'll be really really fun to watch. I totally agree with you. We'll get to see these teams and we'll get to see them early. Yeah. Michigan at Nebraska will also be in January. That'd and then Utah at UCLA will be in February. Denver at Oklahoma will be in February. Like there's so many great matchups with teams that have been at the national championship the past few seasons. So I think programming is is really getting into this obviously the sec matchups are always great georgia at alabama florida lsu like those will just always be fun to watch but this year they are really stepping it up and they're going to give us access to teams across the country so this is great news it it gets me flipping fired up what team are you most interested to see this upcoming season Trying to think of all like the incoming freshman classes. I mean, Arkansas for sure. I, I'm super excited, not only because my little sister, but I mean, she's not there yet, but still, wanna, I got to get on that that bandwagon already. Um, but just, you know, I'm excited to see what Jordan Weaver does with that program. Um, I'm excited to see UCLA without Miss Val. Um, again, that's always going to yeah. be something to look forward to. Um, Oklahoma always, you know, they're always going to be exciting to watch. Um, I'm excited to see their artistry. I'm excited to see Reagan Smith in the college world now. Um, I don't know. I'd have to do some more thinking, I guess. I'd have to look more into, you know, who's, who's where and and what freshmen are going to be able to contribute, uh, Florida for sure. Because now they got a chip on their shoulder, you know, they're trying to get back to, to the standard that they know that they they're supposed to be at. So that'll be a really good one to watch too. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams. Agreed. Florida is is probably my top that I'm just curious about, and I'm excited we get to ask Jenny about it here in a minute. But mm. yes, I agree with you. Them being out of the national championship last year, which is something they are not accustomed to at all. And honestly, throughout the regular season, we were seeing so many of their underclassmen, freshmen, and sophomores right. contributing at such a high level. Now they have a little bit of that experience under their belt. I feel like this season we will see even more from them 
and you add into the fact that they've got that chip on their shoulder, I think they're going to sure. come out with a very, very fast start and, and make a mark early because that's that's not a team that gets left out of the national championship multiple years. So I think right. that's going to be a fun one to watch. And I agree with you about Georgia. I think that's a really interesting program trajectory because when you when you think about gymnastics history, right, there you think of the gym dogs. Like Absolutely. they really made the mark for NCAA gymnastics and they just have not been able to get it back to that point. But with Courtney Coupets Carter at the helm and Suzanne Yockelin in an assistant coach position, it seems like history could repeat itself. It just needs time to get to that point. But I don't know how long that is. So each season, I'll be interested to see, have they gotten closer? You got to assume recruiting has stepped up a little bit with both of them out there, you know, as the face of the program again. Um, But being being a force in college gymnastics takes time and it, it's it's really anybody's game any given season which is truly fun to watch for definitely, us so definitely both of those will be exciting but we get to get some personal insight on that from florida head coach jenny Rowland. we're so excited to talk to her we're going to ask her all about missing out on the national championship last year how what that was like for the team and what this team is looking like heading into season so we are going to bring in jenny here in just a minute. All right, everybody, as we promised, we are now joined by Florida Gators head coach Jenny Rowland. McKenna and I are so excited to have her on today to talk all things Florida gymnastics. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be talking with you all. Yes, we're so excited to have you. I was telling Taylor before, I was like, this is so crazy to like kind of be on neutral ground with you to like be able to talk to you person to person. You know, we're not, I don't need that competitive edge anymore. So I'm I'm really excited. Yes, most definitely. Let's just kind of start with the general. You took over the Florida gymnastics team in 2015 after Rhonda Fain left. And Really, this was a program that had been experiencing a ton of success in the SEC, nationally, that Bridget Sloan was still on the team and really just dynamic across college gymnastics. What was that like for you to take over a program that already had that expectation of success? Well, it really was something that I was not actively seeking out, Um, was very happy, very content with where I was. Um, but got a little call, and um, really that, that phone call helped give me the confidence to believe in myself, I think, more than anything, that uh, this was something that uh, I was capable of doing. So um, very humbling, very flattering, um, and really I, still to this day, every day I drive onto campus, walk around campus, I just continuously pinch myself and Uh, Just very thankful and grateful for uh, an opportunity to be at such an amazing university and uh, working with the staff and these athletes and just really enjoying and making the most out of all the experiences that we get to have on a daily basis. It's really cool to hear kind of just... I guess you're a story. I mean, you were at Auburn and what you did with that program was incredible. So for you to go to to move over to another SEC school and just even step it up there. It's just, that's a really cool, really cool part of your story. Thank you. It's, uh, it has, you know, just like uh, most other coaches, I feel like I'm pretty boring, um, but everybody has a great, <laughs> great story. And, um, you know, just 
different um, different ways of getting to to where they are. And I um, have been fortunate enough to experience um, a few different programs and grow and learn from from the best. So uh, that's really helped me uh, throughout my time here. And, and I mean, it's a testament to to the impact that you can have. I mean, you mentioned when when the call came, you were a, a little unsure if if that was something that you could do, but that gave you the confidence that hey, wait a minute, like this this is a role I can take on. So once you got into that mindset and you realized what you were inheriting at Florida, like I said, a program that was having so much success. Uh, at what point did you did you really feel like you you kind of got settled and and you really understood? what you were going to do with this program? Well, it's five years later, and you can ask me that question still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, um, it, it, it's something that um, I really have uh, tried to make the most of and uh, learn and grow. Um, being an assistant, being a head, completely different roles. Um, but it's yeah. something that I have learned to cherish so much. The highs are higher, the lows are lower, um, and everything else in the middle. Really, um, it's they're they're just uh, lot, lots of memories. Um, but uh, really thankful to have the support. Um, I I have an amazing staff um, that we work so well together, and um, that was something that I was a little hesitant about. Uh, however, I'm. You know, I'm I'm very confident in saying that um, collectively between myself, Adrian, Owen, and every support staff here, uh, we work we work really well together. And it was like we've been working together for a really long time from day one. I see that honestly when I've when I've worked with you guys, you have really good chemistry, and and I yeah. think that the team feels that too, and it, it just kind of works together as a unit, which I think is super important. As we mentioned, you you came from Auburn. You were an assistant coach there. What is that kind of like? I mean, obviously, we see coaches in a variety of sports leave and go to other schools all the time. But really in gymnastics, and I know especially for you as a coach, the type of coach you are, you really develop close relationships with your athletes. How was that to go not only to a different school, but one within the same conference that you would then be competing against? Um, I, I will have to say that I had uh, a few very long nights and conversations uh, with head coach uh, Jeff Graba, um, with mm -hmm. him, his wife, and myself and my husband, and just really lucky to have had that mentor um, to bounce, you know, ideas off of. Um, I, I can't say it, it was the most ideal situation for him, but um, he has taught me yeah. um, as a, a head coach now that I would never want to hold anybody back from any dreams or goals that they'd like to achieve. And uh, Jeff, Jeff definitely taught me that. Um, so I'm, I'm very fortunate to have had his leadership and uh, his mentorship and, you know, most of all his friendship to help guide me yeah. along the journey. Um, I will say it's um, not uh, odd, but uh, it's invigorating when we're on the same floor against each other. Sure. <laughs> I, I have to prove myself to him still. Um, but, but really, it's it's game on on the competition sure. floor. Um, but you know, as soon as you, we're off the competition floor, it's 
just like old friends, like uh, we always have been. For sure. Well, obviously a lot of change was implemented last season, the new regional format. And in a crazy turn of events, it, it kept Florida from the national championship. And, and this is a program that is expected to make a national run every year. And the talent is always there. I want your thoughts on, on this format from a head coach perspective, what you thought about the new regional format and how did that situation how have you seen it serve as motivation for the girls that are returning? Uh, first of all, I think it's, it's a great format. Um, it's a little more demanding yeah. on the athletes, but I think it gives the coaches, um, you know, a little more strategy throughout the season. Um, we're, we're able to um, strategize a little bit more and, um, you know, maybe play with different players in different situations, different competitions, uh, different lineups. And really, I think just the overall uh, end result with uh, four on the floor is an amazing, um, it's, a, it's an amazing product for our sport, uh, for TV, for our spectators, for everybody just to enjoy what, you know, this sport brings, the, the beauty, the athleticism, the grace. Um, so really, the, the postseason format, in my opinion, it, it, it's great. Um, there could be some uh, some tweaks, you know, along the way, but, um, really, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, yes, uh, we had one, one competition out of a very successful, um, 2019 season that, um, yeah. was less than ideal, uh, I would say. Um, however, um, I'm always one to look that the glass is half full, um, and really mm -hmm. it, it was a very, it was a very painful experience and not an experience that I wish upon any student athlete ever. Uh, however, it was a very humbling experience, um, an experience that I think, uh, has allowed, um, the coaching staff, the student athletes, just our team in general to grow and build and know that, uh, all right, we have more opportunities in front of us and one competition does not define who this team is. So really um, yeah. just making, making it a priority um, mentally um, that, um, you know what, take it, use it to your benefit and, but you got to move forward. Absolutely. I mean, there are times when, even when we were competing, you know, things don't always go the way you plan and the way you practice and you have to have that mentality of, you know, well, that meet doesn't define us. Let's move on to the next. And for you guys, it was looking towards next season. How is the team gearing up? How are the freshmen kind of embracing the culture? What, what do you, what, how do you feel about this upcoming season with this team? I am elated about this upcoming season. Uh, really, it's a, a very, Similar team. We we lost two athletes, um, and we gained one freshman. We had six freshmen last year. Um, so moving from last year and introducing a lot of new and having six young women, you know, figure out college, figure out who they are, figure out gymnastics. You know that transition. New coaches, new friends. Um, to one this year has. <laughs> been a breath of fresh air um it's been very uh it, it, it's been great we uh have a, a freshman who has just stepped in and uh is definitely going to be able to fill a lot of roles um loves gymnastics peyton richard loves coming into the gym is just a happy kid 
Um, and really, it's it's been it's been really fun to have her uh, amongst our our other team members who are now a lot more experienced and uh, really sure. looking looking forward to you know showing everybody really what uh, what they're made of. That's awesome. I, I know with big incoming freshman classes, like you said last year, it's so in a sense intimidating because you look around and, and you see about half of your team has no idea what they're doing. They have to get used to this whole college thing. You know, there's so many things thrown at them and then the other half, they've got it together. They know how things roll. And so it, that fall, that preseason is so important for everyone to kind of grow together and for those freshmen to learn. So yeah, you guys have that on your side for sure that you've got a team of experience and, and for one kid to kind of under, already love the sport and jump right in. I mean, that, that's, that sounds great. That sounds like it's very ideal. Yes, it is. It is. It is very ideal. And she um, has, has just, like I said, fit right in and the team absolutely loves her and um, character, amazing, amazing young woman, um, athletically, uh, super talented young, young woman. And really, you're going to be able to see how much she loves gymnastics out on the competition floor. She just loves to smile and is just a, a really fun, fun kid. Well, that'll be really fun to watch her continuing on throughout the years, watch how she grows as an athlete and, you know, especially become an upperclassman and essentially help to lead the team with a personality like that. That's someone you definitely want to be a leader. Most definitely. And uh, very fortunate. We've got, uh, we've got four seniors this year uh, leading, leading our team um, who have all, you know, had, um, a multitude of experiences uh, throughout sure. their time here at Florida. Um, two who have been all-arounders in and out throughout the, their time here and um, foresee them, you know, still fulfilling that ro role with even more confidence, more poise, more grace, and um, really just looking forward to seeing them lead this team uh, out on the competition floor this year. That's really exciting. We were talking before you called in just about the upcoming season and who we're excited to see. And we both said Florida, because I think so often teams that experience or end their season with a little bit of adversity come back with a fire and an energy. Mm -hmm. And and that's always been something that Florida gymnastics has had. You guys sure. always do bring that spark into meets, but I just feel like th that experience is not one that will not be carried in as motivation. So I'm, I'm super excited to see. And like you said, the freshmen that really contributed last season now have that experience under their belt. Uh, what, what we'll be able to see from them moving forward is super exciting. Tell me a little bit, obviously we're a, about a month away from season, which is crazy to think about oh what gosh. will the next, <laughs> I know, right. What will the next month entail as far as, uh, practice exhibitions like what what more will you do to gear up for season well actually starting this saturday um we began our finals so all of next week will be finals um fortunately it, it appears that most of the student athletes um had a lot of their exams this week so they won't have a ton on their plate next week which it, it'll That's be awesome. a little bit lighter which will be really nice um, yeah. But so next week will be finals and then um, we will we'll train uh, the following Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we do have our last dinner squad for the season, uh, December 17th. Uh, it's a season ticket holder event. So it's um, 
open uh, for them to uh, for us to showcase you know our gymnastics in front of them so our team always gets really excited about that we've got our orange team we've got our blue team uh, we already have the teams uh, separated you know they've been you know bantering back and forth and um, <laughs> re ready to see uh, who wins uh, this next challenge that's awesome. I love a little competition. All right, Jenny. Well, before we let you go, a couple little questions to leave us with, you know, a little season preview, some things to be looking out for. So at right. this point, obviously I know you, you still have a month to go and some stuff will be worked out the closer you get to season, but at, at this point right now, what is an apparatus that you are just really, really excited about the way these girls are executing on that one? And then you know, when you look back on Florida gymnastics, there have been some rock stars. We are talking the Bridget Sloans, the Alex McMurtrys, the Alicia Borens of the world. Is there maybe a, a younger girl or, or a senior who's, who's ready to have their last go round? Is there someone on this team that you think is going to leave the same type of mark that those girls have? Well, absolutely. Most definitely without a doubt. Um, Okay, to start out with my favorite event I'm looking forward to, uh, if I have to pick one, I guess it will have <laughs> to be Beam. Um, really, oh, we, my we, have, we have a team, a Beam team, um, that is going to be, uh, it's, it's going to make my decision very difficult, um, which yeah. is never a bad thing. Um, so really, really excited about, really excited about that. Um, but Overall, I, I'm really, really excited to see um, Rachel Gowie compete this year. I, I will say oh, that. Uh, yeah. she, Love her. She really has just year after year grown into it, owning her gymnastics. And um, this year is no different than any other. And really foresee her in three to four events consistently this year. Um, wow. So really, really looking forward to seeing Gowie uh, shine. Um, Jazzy Foberg uh, should be making a comeback, um, getting back in into lineup. So we're really excited to see her back. Uh, it's been a, about yeah. a year and a half uh, since she's been out on the competition floor. So she's getting really close. So I know she's uh, she's she's determined and um, awesome. she's she's ready to ready to compete again. Um, I'd say for the sophomore class, um, I mean, Trinity Thomas was the SEC freshman of the year last yeah. year. No um, big deal. She, no big deal. Um, Here's she just, another day in the life of Trinity. <laughs> oh my she gosh. Just continues to, you know, always inspire everybody. Um, just um, yeah. a very uh, remarkable young woman, um, dedicated in, in every aspect of her life, works really hard at everything and um, very humble. So um, she's always uh, in very low maintenance, really easy, <laughs> easy to work That's with. That's always so, nice. Yeah. yeah <laughs> awesome. And I would say our freshman, uh, Peyton Richards, uh, be ready. She'll, she'll probably be uh, in an all around position. Um, she, I, I oh, don't like wow. to say that, you know, anybody's replaceable scores you can replace scores you can't replace people um sure. but she she yeah. will uh do a very good job of, of stepping in and filling uh some holes um and stepping up. so she's a gamer 
Um, she loves to compete. She rises to the occasion. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing her compete with uh, this team. Well, we are certainly excited to see everything that you guys put out there this season. So best of luck as uh, season gets closer and all the preparations and, and the chaos of the next month. Enjoy it. I know you guys are, are going to be ready come January. Thank you. We are ready and we look forward to um, having the support, uh, continued support from everybody. And uh, I know this team's just really ready to get out on the competition floor and just have the time of their life. Awesome. Well, good luck, Jenny. Good luck to the Gators this season. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You all take care and have a great holiday season. Thank you, Jenny. Same to you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us here on Chalk Talk. McKenna and I love talking all things gymnastics, so be sure and listen to us every week. Subscribe if you would like. We have awesome guests like Jenny Rowland, and we have a blast along the way. So everyone have a great rest of your week. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.